taped faces Bethany's love life and the reconciliation we have been waiting for. Real Housewives of New York reunion starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited to be back. It's been a minute. I've been super busy. I've had a lot of things to do, but... I've been missing my New York housewives. And I've been missing hanging out with all you guys. Um, Chelsea Stark Jones here. And I'm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hold the applause. Hold the applause. Um, and I, I'm here all alone without my, my partner in crime, Leon. Yes, we will miss him. He is a light, but we will do him proud and hold it down today. Um, Lots to talk about. The reunion part one, Real Housewives of New York. These women all look amazing, I think. they. Um, Bethany, I th- believe, is probably my favorite dress uh, option. I like what she's doing with the dress. It has the fringe. Um, I love her straight, like, bone straight hair. Beautiful. Sonia also looks remarkable, and so does Ramona, per use. Um Tinsley not feeling. Dorinda looks great too. And Luann, it's a little too cabaret for me. Um, but yeah, as we get started, we greet everyone and immediately it gets kind of shady between Dorinda and Luann. Um, Dorinda immediately goes and starts making jabs at her for not being able to get the dress, uh, a designer dress that she's wearing. I forget who the designer was. It's not that I could forget. It's that, um, I, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> um, but so Dorinda, they did a flashback to previous season. Uh, uh, Luann wanted to, to go to the showroom and, you know, Carol was like, no, like he, he dresses Michelle Obama. You won't be able to get a dress. And sure enough, here is Dorinda in said dress and kind of rubbing it in Luann's face. Um, immediate shade. I'm here for it. Um, and then Andy gets around to greeting Luann and he, he kind of, you know, she's, he, he, he mentions how they finally were able to watch the last couple of episodes recently. And she said that her head is humble and that she was totally self-absorbed and said, you know, she put herself in a protection mode and that's kind of where it was coming from. And I have to say, I was a little surprised with her being so open and honest about, um, about that, uh, to, without even being prompted and like kind of queued up for it, for her to say that, you know, she's humble. I'm not sure if I bought it immediately. I'm actually not sure if I still buy it, but she, um, yeah, she kind of went out there and said, you know, she's feeling humble, humble, uh, uh, bite a humble pie, maybe dinner in. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then Andy reminds us, uh, about Dennis and that he has, um, something I don't think we really knew, but that he had been present at most of the reunions, especially, um, while him and Bethany were together. And, um, yeah, Bethany gets a little bit emotional. And so, you know, that this reunion is going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be some ups and downs, some tears, lots of fighting, and I'm here for it. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. We have our girls, uh, we start with the whole like fresh start new homes, uh, Dorinda, Sonia and Luann, uh, relocated, kind of picked up their lives this season as we've seen and, um, are just starting new chapters in their lives. And we kind of touch base with them and see how that 
that's going. Sonia says that seeing this, the townhouse still kind of gives her, like, makes her feel a little antsy, um, which is understandable. And then um, Dorinda, we kind of talk a little bit about Dorinda and her relationship with John. And I don't, like, people are kind of giving her crap for it. People don't understand it. You know, John and her, they've been dating for quite some time. They don't live together. And Dorinda really has no interest of making her home feel like his home. It's her home. And I could kind of understand that. Like, as a woman that's been married, that's had multiple partners, that has had children, you're finally in a space in your life where you don't have to share something with someone and you're totally independent, you're doing your own thing, you're really strong, and, like, I think that's great. I think it's great for them if it works for them, and it seems like it does. It works for them. So who are we to say, you know, you know, to judge? I don't think we we can. It's, I think it's amazing. Um... And then uh, her and John, you know, they're still going strong. But then we get over to Luann and her new home up in upstate New York. Uh, <laughs> I loved it, the shade throughout the flashback of the women just talking about how much, you know, they didn't really care for the home up in, in upstate New York. R- Ramona saying, you know, it's on the wrong side of town. It's, it's the poor side of town, um, which is a very Ramona thing to say. And Luann, you know, when Andy asked how she felt about it, Luann is like, you know, it's just Ramona. She says everything, you know, it's the wrong side of the tracks, we're in the wrong neighborhood, whatever. And she kind of let that one roll off, off her, off her shoulders. And I think with this group of women when you know somebody so closely you're able to do that like you know who Ramona is you take her for who she is and you just let it go it's like it's, it's nothing personal against you it's just something she can't she can't help herself um but and 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 Ramona continues on with the jobs uh, saying you know it, it, I have my real estate friend said that it's not going to be a good neighborhood for another 10 15 years so you know she's ahead of the curve <laughs> It's not like backhanded compliment. Like, oh, you know, it's cute for you. Like, so it's it's Ramona, and I, I, I that's why we love her. That's why we love her. Um, and then Luann gets into a little bit of why she felt the need to move from the Hamptons, which I think she still has her Hamptons home, but spend a little bit more time in upstate New York, and um. She basically says it's because she has these photogs and people looking after her, like peeking through her window and trying to like get a picture of her. And that's so crazy. It's so stressful. It's so overwhelming. And I think the MVP of part one of this reunion is Bethany's facial expressions. The cutaways that they have of her every time Luann says something just a little bit uh, narcissistic is Amazing, And that's when Bethany kind of jumps in and she's like, look, we have Kelly Ripa, we have Jerry Seinfeld, my neighbor Madonna. They seem to be getting along just fine in the Hamptons and no one's hassling them. But Luann, De La Seps, like, can't walk across the street. And, I mean, to Luann's point, they did show one photo of her getting into her car one time. Um, I but and like <laughs> that's not a big deal and a lot of these people call the press anyways so that they could be in the magazines so who's to say if that was like a setup or whatever but uh, but that's a great point like there's all these celebrities everywhere and i haven't heard anyone complain about like how not private it is in the hamptons it's like it's this very exclusive community and 
you know, I don't, it, it's just an, another example of Lou being Lou. Um, her humble pie was just digesting a little bit there, and we didn't really get too humble with her. Um, but and then she goes, you know, when you get arrested, you get very famous. And it's just like, I mean, you got to play to your strengths, and I guess if getting arrested is, you know, a pro then you do that. You do that. But I, I wouldn't be humble bragging about getting arrested and that boosting my fame. Um, but to each his own, uh, Dorinda, like I said, is very happy with her own space with John. And then Ramona starts talking about how her old apartment is almost sold and how she's, uh, potentially going to be coming into a new one. And (laughs) I thought it was great. She, I didn't understand it at first, but like she started to say, like they asked like where she was thinking, or or, uh, I think it was Dorinda was like, Oh, you can move into my building or whatever. She's like, Oh no, I'm thinking of, and then they just beeped it out. And I was like, what the heck is she saying? And then I guess she just gave the full details of where she's potentially going to be living on camera. Like, okay, you just want some strange men all over the place to come come attract to your place, (laughs) which I don't think she would mind very much, actually. Um, But yeah, uh, first, guys, before we move on, I do want to thank you for joining me and being here with me. Uh, I I love coming into After Buzz and I love doing the Real Housewives of New York after show and talking everything Bravo with you all. So just remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also subscribe online with our podcast give it five stars comment interact i love talking with you guys um todd beaton luann was best fan about show this season uh i think you mean the best thing about the show this season uh in regards to pushing the narrative not really in a good way in my opinion um film raider as long as they both are okay with it i don't know if john is okay interesting um i don't believe it i think when she may had to move because her kids own the home oh yes 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 the hamptons home okay interesting film raider uh yeah i don't know i kind of disagree i think that john's into it i think he likes having his own place and his own space as well he might want to maybe exist a little bit more in her life um that's a possibility um and then, yeah, I, that's a good point, too, about about her, Luann, moving from the Hamptons to to um, upstate New York, being that her whole lawsuit with her children and how, you know, she tried to sell that house a while ago. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that could definitely be a cover up. But um, moving on to a little bit uh downer of a subject uh we move on to bethany and dennis and you know it's almost been a year since he's passed away and something that andy asked her which i think was really important because this the like timelines in her relationship with dennis were actually very confusing and her also relationships with other men um so she clarifies that her relationship with dennis and how they were always off and on with each other but because of that, they were always present in one another's lives. So just, you know, even if they were off or they were on a break, they would still kind of like be reliable with one another. And I think that kind of just leans to the fact that they had a really deep friendship with each other too. But then Bethany also kind of starts to talk about, you know, as you get older, as you've already had a kid, as you already been married, you kind of start to ask yourself, is this the best that it like 
is he the best that I could get? Like, is this it? Like, is this the last love of my life? Like, and so I kind of understand her too, like wanting to keep him around and them keeping each other around because of that. Um, because yeah, I could only imagine how difficult it is to be older and have a child and date and find someone that really wants to like lock it down with you. And that can not just be stable for you, but be stable for your child. And that's something that Bethany kind of goes into, um, too, with saying that the reason why they didn't work out, like why they were always off and on was because he wasn't present in the way, uh, she needed him to be where, um, he would always be when it was them two together, like physically next to each other. They were super locked in with each other. They were very much in love. But as soon as it's, it's like, okay, bye, see you later, he would disappear. And, you know, I don't want to speculate. I don't, I don't like it. Just it made me wonder, like, if he was abusing drugs, would that be what would be happening? Like him disappearing and not wanting her to him, her to see him in that way or like, what was he off doing? Like, just not, you know, so like it, that kind of made me wonder a little bit. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was, it was really sad, but then we also, you know, the silver lining in it for her was even though he's gone, it really allowed her to close that door and that chapter in her life. And that she, she said something that I thought was interesting. If, if he were here today, she wouldn't be where she is today. Um, and it's sad that it had to be at that, you know, extent for her to be able to move on with her life. But she kind of finally seems like she's in a good space. She's in a, a good relationship with somebody that seems to be crazy about her. Um, Paul, her new boyfriend, but she also kind of explained that timeline. He was someone that she dated prior to Dennis passing away. And, uh, but when they were on their off time and, um, then he kind of came back into her life afterwards when she was grieving. And, you know, I think they're cute together and they seem really nice together. And it like, and, and, and it also brought up the, the thing of her saying, you know, he's very private, he's very conservative. And I think that balances her out, but it kind of raised the question, was it a double standard of her to get so like, be so harsh on Tinsley and her relationship with Scott and like not wanting to show that on camera. And, um, I think Bethany, Oh, she always does win this argument <laughs> um, by saying, you know, you met Scott on camera and he signed a release form. He signed up. He he essentially did sign up for it. Like when he moved to Chicago, sure, he wasn't there. But like, you know, you, when you kind of like dip your toe in the pond, you can't really, you know. So I do think that, you know, there was a little bit of a double standard. But with to Bethany's point, Scott was immediately kind of drawn into it. Um and maybe, you know, it wasn't what he wanted to do, but because he met this girl and he was really into her, he just like jumped in. Um, but with her relationship with Paul, um, he, from the get go knew what she, you know, your reality star, your public figure, like I just prefer to be in the background. So I think that's fair. And I think that's something you also have to think about, um, when you're dating someone on TV or as a viewer, when you're watching someone live their life on television and you wonder, um, why their spouse isn't involved. And we see it across all, pla all, um, franchises. We, you know, Kenya Moore, um, we saw it, we see it with Erica Girardi. Um, her husband pops in every once in a while. We saw it with Gina last season on Real Housewives of Orange County, where we don't, you know, we see these women living their full lives, like fully and like showing themselves and being very raw, but we don't see that one part of them that makes them a wife, you know? And, um, 
I think that it is a necessity in some sense. Um, but I also don't think it's at the detriment to your relationship where that's where I think we see a lot of these relationships fall apart. Like we don't see a lot of housewives, you know, uh, marriages last. It's because even though the wife signed up for it, the husband might not have been on board as much, or it's, you really are having people looking into your relationship and your marriage so deeply and like maliciously almost. And so I could understand why you would want to protect that. Um, and then I also, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a, it's definitely a slippery slope. And I think when you sign up for something like this, you kind of have to expect all of that. Um, yeah, funeral Kentucky Derby flowers. Yeah. That, that was a really not nice looking flower arrangement. Um, film reader. I, I, I agree with the LOL. Um, yeah. And she made a good point with the flowers. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, um, relationships in general are very hard relationships on air for everyone to see. Like I commend them for like putting it out there like that. But I also like, you do have to take into account the men's side of this, you know? So moving on to the fight that just never seems to end, but we may have gotten some resolve. Um, Dorinda and Luann, uh, you know, it, 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 we get the flashback and I kind of, I get it because Luann wasn't at the previous reunion. So we do kind of had, we did kind of have to pick up from two seasons ago and address everything between the Giovanni and all this stuff and then move on. Um, but I think, and it's something that we've seen throughout the season, um, is Dorinda was genuinely upset about their friendship not being in good place. She was very emotional over it. She would get very reactive over it. And she, you know, got reactive on the couch. And it's hard to see when one person is super emotional about something, like super upset and super hurt, and the other isn't. And, you know, Luann kind of, you know, admitted that she she was cold to it. And she thought she did feel, though, that the reason why it didn't phase her as much was because she felt like she needed to warm herself up to it more so, which is fair. Um, but anyways, we get into, you know, Dorinda describing her cabaret as a combination of the Giovanni dresses and pissing on your castmates. And, and, you know, like I said, we get right back into the Giovanni beef and Luann is just like, you're so angry, Dorinda. You're so angry. And when Dorinda is hurt, like she gets angry and she gets mean. And, and I'm not saying that's right, but like, I get it, you know? Um, and I'm such a Dorinda fan that like, I understand where she's coming from. Um, and maybe cause to an extent I might be that way. <laughs> Can you imagine me mean guys? No, never. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And, and, and it, it was hard to see. And she, you know, she said that <laughs> she said I, Dorinda was upset that when she was in the Hamptons or I'm sorry, Luann was upset that when Dorinda was in the Hamptons, that Dorinda didn't text her to like see her. And this may be the one and only time I agree with Luann. Um, I get that. I totally understand. I um, live in LA. Most of my friends live in other cities. They live nearby, but like it's a drive for them to get out here. Um, or they live up north or whatever. Whenever they're in Los Angeles and they don't text me that they're in LA, like 
we don't even have to hang out, but just like, let me know. Let me know you're down the street. Like, just let me know. So I understand where Luann is coming from with that. Like, yeah, like you're almost never here. And the one time you are here, you don't want to text me and like say, Hey, maybe we could grab a coffee. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, that's the one thing in the entirety of Luann that I agree with her on. Um, but you know, and then, and then it gets, it gets a little bit meaner again when Dorinda, you know, goes to be honest with you. I don't feel like you have any substance anymore to Luann. I feel like that is maybe the meanest thing you could say to somebody like to say that you don't have any substance anymore. That's mean. That's really mean. If someone said that to me, like I'd, I would start to really reevaluate like, Oh my God, like, am I too superficial? Like what's going on? What do you mean? I have no substance. Like, what is that? And so I don't know if that maybe like turned Luann around and, uh, and maybe it was just that Dorinda just got so emotional, but was just saying like, I don't know who you are anymore. Maybe I, I, maybe I didn't really see you for who you were this whole time. Like they were friends for a really long time, 13 years to have a friendship with somebody. And then just feel like you guys are no longer compatible. And like in the worst way too, cause you guys are being so nasty towards one another. That's really hurtful. Um, but and then we get into the whole John invited thing and, and, and Luann brought out some receipts. So we'll give her that. Um, she said that John was always invited. Um, and the whole interaction was Dorinda upset. Like you invited, you reserved a table for the fat Jewish, but you couldn't even invite my boyfriend of X amount of years. John, um, John is always welcome whatever. And then Dorinda's like, he was invited by a third party. He's upset. He doesn't want to come. Luann responds with that. That's not my problem. Um, yeah, it was nasty. It was snarky. It was, it was, um, it was an invitation, but not, you know, it was like, yeah, whatever he could come like, you know, um, so I see where Dorinda really feels like you kind of slighted him in that sense. But then I also see where Luann feels like, well, I touched like she, you know, crossed her T's and dotted her eyes. Um, but the, you know, it's not my problem, but also it was a, it was a little mean. And she said some other things in the text message exchange that wasn't, you know, very favorable. Um, but it, it, it the women kind of get around to coming to terms with squashing it. And that's nice. You know, you don't want to see, you don't want to see these women, especially women that have a friendship for a long time. Like that's why for me, the LVP and Kyle Richards thing like is hurtful or, um, God, like even, you know, in Jersey, Teresa, Melissa, whenever they fight, like, cause it goes so much deeper than a TV show. Like these are real friendships. And so it's nice to see that they came around, um, you know, and that Luann just really admitted and, you know, circling back uh, to what we said at the beginning of the show when she said that she, you know, has a humble head, humble set mindset. Um, she did really humble up in that moment. She did say, you know, watching herself, she felt cold. She felt like she wasn't being as open and receptive to Dorinda when she was trying and stuff like that. And, and, and that's what kind of prompted them to come together and give a hug and, and really just say, let's just put a period on it. Let's move on. Let's not talk about this anymore. And let's get back to the days when we were laughing and cackling and just having a good time with each other. It may not be in the same 
the same like substance. It may not be in the same capacity, but like, let's just move on into a better, you know, space with each other, which I think, you know, that's all you could hope for. And that's why reunions I think are so important because, and you know, Luann wasn't at the previous reunion. Like these are times when you could really just get everything out. And either you're okay with each other in the end or you're not. But at least you had the opportunity to stay your peace and just be done with it. So it was a nice kumbaya moment that was capped off with a feeling Giovanni, uh, you know, premiere. I think it was maybe their first time hearing Luann's new song, Feeling Giovanni. And you got a lot of... Um, Awkward dance shoulder shimmies and a lot of um, weird cutaways and eye looks and glances at each other. And, of course, Luann basking in the fact that they're listening to her song. <laughs> um, you know, it's a cute song. It's catchy. It's 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 fine. Uh, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, Luann's music doesn't really do it for me. I could, you know, it's expensive to be me is more my lane. It's more like the dancing, fun, nightclub-y stuff. Um, Luann's just not my, my cup of tea, but it's a cute song. It's cheeky. It's a good time. And, you know, she, she's proud of it. And <laughs> what else could we expect? Um, but yeah, uh, that, pretty much capped off part one of the reunion. So let's get into some news and gossip that I have. So someone noticeably missing from this reunion in this season is of course, uh, Carol Radswell. Um, we all know her as Bethany's former BFF and it had that tremendous, horrible falling out last season. Um, and She's coming out and saying and talking about why she really left the show. She goes into and talks to this publication and says, you know, it's one of those careers that's like a merry-go-round. Once you get on, it's hard to jump off. It helped to sell a lot of books, and I was building this audience for my future work, Carol explained. It was pretty interesting. It was a pretty interesting, weird, fun kind of thing to do. Um, and then she goes on and says, you know, I don't like the name calling. I knew I wasn't going to get drunk, black out or be naked, but I was kind of just having fun. I never felt that I was above the show, she said. Um, and then she goes on to say, I felt I don't know if I want to be contributing to this conversation as much. Then I was having tons of arguments, not with the other cast members, with the executives at the network. It was time to go. They knew too. Ultimately, you do know when something is behind you. Um, which I thought was interesting. That was very telling. Like to say, you know, I was having these arguments with the heads of Bravo and the executives. Um, when that starts to happen, that's when housewives get the, you know, the ax. When you start to have like outright arguments with, you know, the production team is when these women are gone. And I think too, I, I mean, I don't, we don't know for sure, but I think also Bethany had a heavy hand to play in that. I think having her on would have maybe added a, another layer of I don't want to say controversy of drama to this season. Um, cause I mean, really our, our drama was everyone being annoyed with Luann. So I think having her there would have been, um, it would have been interesting. I would have enjoyed seeing her this season. And, and I, I really don't know what she would have done. Maybe run another marathon. Yeah. I, so I guess her time did run out. I, th I think it was her time. Um, but 
it would have been nice to have an adversary or maybe not because Dennis died. So maybe that could have reconciled the relationship even more. Who knows? Um, actually Bethany was on watch what happens live recently, a couple weeks ago and, um, Oh, the night of the finale and said that, you know, she ran into Carol and they had a very nice conversation out at some, you know, social event. So it seems like they're in a space where they could coexist with one another and they could talk and pick up, but like, they're not calling each other on the phone being BFFs. Um, which is cool, which is fine. So, I love it. I I love this reunion. It was a good it was a good starter reunion. I think um let's move into some predictions really quickly. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Um so I think moving into the rest of the reunion, um we are going to get a little bit more on Luann. I think we're going to pile it on her. And I think that's, she's going to be the punching bag for pretty much the rest of the reunion. I really don't think there's any more substance um, to what really went on this season. There's some light stuff that happened in Miami. There's some Ramona being, you know, Ramona. But for the most part, I think that the the main focus is going to be how the woman perceived Luann this season and really seeing if she's taking a bite of this humble pie and listening and realizing that she was kind of a jackass all season. Um, but who knows? Maybe she, maybe she, maybe she is really changed. I actually am curious. Um, you guys reply really quickly in the chat. If you think that Luann has actually been a little bit more humble, um, this reunion and that like watching herself back, um, has made her realize that she was kind of being, you know, a jerk. Um, but yeah, um, it's just episode one of the reunion. I will say I want to see this group of women heal. I agree, Jackie Galaxy. It would be nice to see them heal. Um, too much auto-tune on Phil and Giovanni. Um, yeah, because she can't sing, remember? <laughs> um, too much auto-tune. I agree, but I mean, that's just her shtick. Um, and then Barbara. What about Barbara? I, I, I see we see her coming on the couch next week, and, you know, she was fine. I really, I genuinely... Uh, I pray to the heavens that they don't bring her back. I did not think she was a good asset at all this season. I don't think she added anything. Um, okay. Agree. Luann was how it was edited. Yeah. Pretending to be humble. Film Raider says, yeah, I could see that. Like, that's, I definitely think she was pretending to be a little bit humble. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, thanks so much for joining me and jumping into the chat. I really appreciate you guys being here. Um, I will be here next week to finish this up and to talk a little bit more about part two of Real Housewives of New York Reunion. I am Chelsea Stark Jones, and you can catch me on Instagram at C underscore S Jones and uh, follow everything else I'm doing in my career at ChelseaStarkJones.com. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.